Good evening, Pittsburgh. This is Brian Edward, and you're listening to Berg Vivant, Pittsburgh's late-night talk show, coming to you from the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University in beautiful downtown Pittsburgh. Visit us at bergvivant.com for more on this interview and our complete archives in the Vivant Vault, as well as how you can help support our program and Pittsburgh's vibrant cultural landscape. Howdy, lady. Hi, Brian. Theater lady. Here I am. You are here. You're, you're out and about everywhere. It's just nice to see you in one place. Oh, one place That doesn't one make time. any sense. No, it doesn't, but um, that's okay. All right, you know what I'm trying to say. What, what, are we, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Hair, one of my all-time favorite plays. Really? Yes, and I think because it's one of the first real big productions I ever saw. And I just was so impressed and loved it. I saw it in San Francisco. It was so exciting and it was so pertinent to the times when I saw it. And I was so in tune with the whole theme of it. You know, free love, make love not war. The idealism of the 60s. We're going to make this world a better place. Oh, you're still exactly like that. uh, (laughs) Everybody in the 60s that I knew wanted to be a social worker, a teacher, a doctor. Everybody you knew in the 60s wanted to be that. Go on. Everybody that I hung out with wanted to do good, wanted to make the world a better place, protesting the Vietnam War. It, It just... And this is such a feel-good show. I'm sure you've seen it. You know, I've seen it, I think, at least three times, and I can never recall what it's actually about. Like, no. I couldn't tell you what it's about. And that's my fault. I'm, I'm no. sure it's about something. No, there's not, like, a really big plot. It's just... Is it a- just like, okay, this was the era, and everybody had long hair? Because that's something, clearly, they celebrate that's a theme throughout this. Hence the title. Come on, why are you looking at me weird? That's, that's what it is. Well, I, there is a song, Hair, that yeah. is, is in the show. But it's really a very loose plot. It's, it's not like a real plot. But it's about a group of hippies that are in the East Village in a park. And they're celebrating love and life and ideals in the shadow of the Vietnam War going on behind them. And the lead, um, Ashton Guthrie, who plays Claude Hooper Bilkowski, is drafted. And this is when we still had to draft. I am recalling this And then this he now. has yes. the decision okay. to make, do I go or, and please my parents, or do I actively avoid going, knowing I'm probably going to Vietnam? And that's... But the rest of it isn't really so much of a plot. It's just all about fighting social injustice and making a better world. And it's just really a feel-good show, which might sound crazy because at the end, something really sad happens. And because there were so many people that I... They all take their clothes off, right? Isn't that the thing that happens? No. (laughs) I, I I was... a little bit disappointed that that didn't happen. Oh, yeah, we should say but that doesn't happen. That was no, an that artistic choice that, that, that has happened in, in yes, past productions. Yes. Yeah. But, but this, it, it's okay for the family. This is a family yes. version of it. Okay. Well, it was a little bit ribbled in parts. Mm. I mean, it, it wasn't totally GP or G rated. Do you mean PG? Um, 
What did I say? PG? GP. Did I say GP? Oh, my gosh. Have another cocktail, Judy. I should. But um, this production that they did at PMT, I thought was wonderful. It was exciting. It was fast-paced. It was energetic. It was uplifting. It was uh, exciting. The... The costumes were fantastic. Tara Skirtich. I actually saw some things on that stage, and it was like, oh, my gosh, I had that bag. <laughs> I had that vest. I was, I felt, I was, I was That like, was my vest. You, you yeah. gave it to Goodwill. And they... <laughs> it was like a time machine back into the 60s, and, and the wigs and the hairstyles and the bandanas. It was just really so authentically the 60s and I had that feeling that altruistic 60s feeling was really in me watching this show and I started to take some notes because I wanted to I was so excited about some of these numbers and some of these songs and I was go I was taking notes and circling and right as you can see there was so much excitement. I cannot select it's, a particular song. It's I making cannot, my eyes hurt. Yeah, I mean it's like boom boom boom. It was just, it was wonderful. Um, Ashton Guthrie plays Claude Hooper Bukowski. He puts so much nuance into this character. He's just what I think a perfect Claude Hooper Bukowski is. He's likable. He has his angst about what to do with the draft, but he still has this joy and this idealistic look at the future and how much better the world will be. And, um, I just loved him. I loved his role, and I loved the character. And Mandy Russick, I don't know if you've ever heard her sing. Mm-hmm. She sings like an angel, and she was Sheila. And I enjoyed every one of her songs so much. Oh, my gosh. And Adam Flad was the other male lead. Um, what was his name? Berger. And he really had a strong performance in that, too. And I have to mention... Joe York, he had a very teeny role playing Margaret Mead, of course, in drag. Hilarious. Very memorable. It was a small part, but very memorable. And then he was part of the tribe in the Mm. background, the huge cast of like 20-some people that I can't name them all. But I just, I loved this. Vocally, it was beautiful. The choreography, Danny Herman is the choreographer for this. And he is an award-winning choreographer who's performed Mm -hmm. on Broadway, done things everywhere. And he took this huge cast on this relatively small stage. And they were dancing, leaping. They were here. They were there so seamlessly and so smoothly. And nobody ran into anybody. They were really really close. You know, it was great. (laughs) And Ken Gargaro, Dr. Ken Gargaro, was the director. And I give him a lot of credit. For a lot of the, you know, what do you call that? Not where you put people. Staging, blocking, blocking, blocking right. staging. Okay. Yeah, it's different from and, choreography. And yeah. it never felt crowded up there, even when they were all there. And the big production numbers were spectacular, and some of the individual songs were really, really beautiful and lovely too. I really want to say it runs through what February second, Groundhog Day. Well, then maybe it'll run twice or three times that day. Yeah, and. It won't. The lyrics, I know. <laughs> Books and lyrics, you know, James Rado and 
Jerome Ragney, who is a Pittsburgher. I Jerome did Ragney not was born and raised like in the Carnegie area of Pittsburgh. So there's a Pittsburgh connection to this show too. Wow. So maybe so, this was taking place back in the sixties in a park in Carnegie and that's what inspired them. I don't think so. I think he had already moved to New York. You could by have been then. there. You know? No, just, yeah. Hey, I, I know, I know what kind of stuff you were up to in the 60s. You're, <laughs> he was an actor, all that. Well, so we can dream, there. can't we? So but did this take this you back to the 60s? Did oh you feel my like? gosh, yes. It is a thoroughly enjoyable, nearly perfect production. Wow. And if you want to know what wasn't perfect, I have to get this off my chest. Oh. This show, this whole play, you're like... I'm serious. This really bothered me. Oh. Just one little thing. And probably nobody else even noticed. But this whole wonderful show about hope and social justice and totally anti-racist. And at one point, they had people in red baseball caps saying not very nice things, bringing us to where we are now in this country. Hmm. And it just sort of like took all my jubilation and mm. joy and kind of, you know, like defla deflated the balloon for a minute. Well, hey, that's... It, but I got it back. I that's it back. drama. That's the theater. That makes it poignant and important. That makes it very relevant today, you know? Cause that, I know. But because you know what? You can't see something. Because you're sitting here telling me all about this, like, oh, this time of, you know, social justice and everybody was this. Yeah. That's immediately what I'm thinking is like, gee, we don't got that now. You know? Yeah, but so, it was nice to escape to that. I was so happy to be in that place again and feel that that hope. And, that, and we should specify these people in these red hats were in the show. They weren't like in the audience. No, no. Like out on the street. No, okay. they were on the stage. <laughs> yeah. And it just yeah. sort of... Well, It I, didn't last long. Well, you know what? You can look but, at it this way. You can look at this. There's assholes in every era. That's well, the point then they're making, which is maybe a little less specific than how you're I didn't it. quite want to say that, but okay. <laughs> oh, I'll say it. Okay. I'll say it. Well, I mean, come on. It. Okay. Well, because they're proud of that. So, I mean, this that probably would come as a compliment to them. I you guess. Because, I, I mean, if you're going to so publicly behave that way, you must be proud of but it. But that's yeah. my only criticism. Um, Everything else about it was just so strong and so powerful and so enjoyable and... I wish, I don't think, but I wish I had time to see it again. And if I do, I will. And you're just going to shut your eyes and cover your ears during that part? That, well, maybe I'll stand up and <laughs> protest. I'll bring a sign. I'm from the 60s. <laughs> oh, you've got to go. Wait, wait. People should know. You've got to go back to your 60s hairdo, though. To tell them what kind of hair you had in the 60s. Or was it the 70s? That was you the 70s. You know what I'm thinking, My right? afro. She had an afro. Oh, it was I've great. I've seen pictures of it. Oh, it was great. I should do it again. Yeah, and go to the show. And go I mean, to it may show. be off by like just slightly time-wise, but before I had my afro, I had an afro wig I used to wear. Oh my god, no! It, oh, I look great in it. You gotta be kidding me! I'm I didn't so know cool. that. I didn't know that. Yeah. What color was it? Your color was like a no, black no, woman's it was afro. Black. <laughs> black. It really wait, nice. Black. Black. It was a it was a black woman's wig. Yeah. And you wore it. I looked good. <laughs> people say i came back from san francisco with that wig on at the airport my mother was there with my dad to pick me up i walked right past them to see what they do they didn't recognize me i walked past again i did it like three times finally i said mom dad my mother lost it she was laughing so 
but you didn't do it for like any kind of humor. You, this was your no, style. This is what you nice. were. Yeah. Nice. So we had to make that clear cool. too. You know, you yeah, were, yeah you yeah. I looked way cooler. Well, you know what? I've said this, but you can pull off anything. You can, you know, you really can, and that's a uh, that's a compliment. Well, thank you. I'm not sure if I if can, I, but I do it. Whether I can pull it off or not, I do it. <laughs> there you go. Even wigs of different ethnicities. <laughs> Uh, you've got some nerve, lady. You do, and I oh, appreciate that. Thanks. Was this an era that was really so? I guess that the hairstyle was this big a part of that era that a musical would be named after it. Like in when you were living it, well, was it like, oh, we're living in the age of hair? No, it was just the hair at that time had gone from being kind of. Very formal and restricted, and because it, it was big, like, throw yeah, yeah. away the hairspray, throw you know just be natural, and it was all about being natural and not worrying about you know, the makeup was like totally out. Maybe you'd wear lipstick, and if you did, it was probably white. The white lipstick era, or it was, but that was like a like a go go girl thing. That was like a Studio Fifty Four thing. Like, no, that was a little bit later. But yeah, but that yeah, so that that was the, that was the sixties. No, it okay. was just all I mean, about being natural. Don't shave your underarms. Don't shave your legs. Have your bell bottoms drag in the mud behind. So you. it was rebellious. Yeah, I, against the establishment. We're gonna make a better because the establishment was short hair. Yeah, and mm. and they were buttoned up. We were unbuttoned. <laughs> if that makes sense. I think I would like to propose a sequel, Hair 2, which is about the 80s. Because that was the next era of big hair then, you know? Yeah, but it, they, there wasn't the whole the whole feeling of the 60s. There wasn't oh, the yeah. Whole, it's a, oh, it would be it, different songs, care. of course. Well, not even the songs. They didn't care about making a better world. In the 80s? Yeah. It I was don't know. all about Rem making money. Now, remember the We Are the World video where everybody got together and sang? And I mean, like, literally everybody was in that. That was for a Coke commercial. No, I think that was like for some global <laughs> like UNICEF thing. To, or yeah, to raise money. I it know, was. The, the, I was that kidding. panda organization. It was a it was a big deal. Yeah, but it wasn't like a social movement. There wasn't the protest. I was moved. There wasn't. No. Do you realize what it took to get all those people in the same room? I mean, come on. The same room? Oh, that's right. They were all in the same oh, studio. Was it Farm Aid? I think it was Farm Aid. Maybe. <laughs> we're terrible. The I don't know, but I enjoyed hair tremendously. I'm very excited about it. I liked every aspect except the one, and I just thought it was magnificent. Wonderful. And this goes through February 2nd, 2020. It's at the Gargaro Theater. In the West in End. In the West End. Hair by PMT. It sounds like they do your hair. Give me down to their hair. Shorter hair by like PMT. they're longer. Yeah. Here, Daddy, there, Daddy. Do you remember? Everywhere, Daddy, Daddy, hair. <laughs> Do you remember? I, it was so hard not to sing yesterday. Oh, I did sing I the think... last song I did, and I sang it loud, and people were looking at me, and I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> You've said it. <laughs> I didn't sing anything else. Do you remember those old, what was it? VO5 or Vidal Sassoon commercials with Rula Lenska? <laughs> and she get off the page. Hi, I'm Rula Lenska. No. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> well, right, that became the joke because then Johnny Carson would did it. He was on. They were making fun of it on Johnny Carson. They would do it all the time. He'd be like, "Who the hell is Rula Lenska?" <laughs> oh, anyway, I don't know. Hair.
As always, thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to watch our video portion of this segment and more at bergvivant.com. We'll see you here next week on Berg Vivant, Pittsburgh's late-night talk show.